Ask Sherwin-Williams during the March Spring Sale, March 15th through the 25th, and get 35% off paints and stains with prices starting at $28.92. That means 35% off our most popular color family, blue. Psychologists have found it to be soothing and relaxing, which makes it especially great for bedrooms and bathrooms. And, of course, get 35% off all of our other colors. Stop the sale online or visit your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams store. Click the banner to learn more. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. If you travel for work, you know to pack two suits, business and swim. You know with your Delta SkyMiles Business Amex card, buying that plane ticket for a business trip can get you closer to medallion status. You know that a meeting in Montana means visiting almost every national park. Yellowstone? Check. Because you're the chief excursion officer. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know business. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Chapter 1. Wayfair welcomes you to the neighborhood. Our hero, Titus Burgess, ambled down the stylish street of an enchanting utopia. A woman waved from a chic lounger. Welcome to the neighborhood, she said, where Wayfair helps everyone create a home they love. Titus stared in awe. Bohemian Boulevard, Trendsetter Terrace, Mid-Century Circle. Titus, hmm? you're reading the Wayfair catalog. Oh, you'll love Chapter 2. Wayfair's fast and free shipping saves a potluck. Wayfair, every style, every home. Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from PitchWells.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is May 3rd. And yes, we are going to talk about baseball. I am so sorry about yesterday. It just, among everything that happened on Monday, I forgot to put out a Plus Pitch Podcast. I I apologize. I will be covering a lot of things today. I'll be looking forward to the uh, Tuesday's games, Wednesday's games, and Thursday games just for you guys. Um, and uh, hopefully, if you have any questions about the list, just let me know inside the Discord. Tag me. It's fine. Um, just to make it up to you guys for uh, for yesterday's podcast. Anyway, um, yesterday's games, we didn't have too many. Drew Rasmussen was my lead. Five innings pitch, one and run, one hit, one walk, and three strikeouts. 19% CSW, just six whiffs. He had 17 across his cutter and his slider last start. What happened? 
Yeah, this is the older Rasmussen, and it's just annoying. Like, yes, Nick. I know. I know. Guys, you're going to say, Nick, it was a great start. Yeah, but um, not what I wanted to see. Uh, sure, you can keep starting him, I guess. I mean, he gets the Mariners, and it's it's just it's more boring Rasmussen that is relying too much on Babbitt. And also, we've seen that not go well for him already this season. And, yeah, he's not really the same guy that I wanted him to be. I didn't. It wasn't continuing the step forward that I, we wanted. Um, Dylan Cease dominated against the Angels. Seven innings of 11 uh, strikeouts and one hit and zero walks. And, you know, he's great. He's a premium cherry bomb, though. And I watched some of this. His command is still not great. So it's very inconsistent. And I think it's always just going to be that. Uh, Jake Odorizzi against the Mariners. 6.2 innings, pitches, zero and runs, four, it's one walk, and three strikeouts. It's great. That's the second straight six-inning affair. Uh, he gets the Tigers next. That could work out, too. Um, this was Odorizzi looking like Odorizzi with high fastballs and um, cutters in the zone. Um, good stuff there. It is encouraging. At the same time, just six whiffs and 18% CSW. So maybe not the slam dunk against the Tigers, but yeah, he's certainly questionable for that. Steven Matz went against Zach Greinke and his battle the Tobies, and they both won. Um, Greinke one strikeout and one run in six, and, and Matz had zero and run six innings and four strikeouts. Good stuff. They're Tobies. Treat them as such. Chris Paddock continued to be good. It wasn't amazing, just three strikeouts, only eight whiffs. His fastball was well located in the zone. Curveball's got strikes. Changeup had a good amount of whiffs. That is cool against Baltimore. He gets Oakland next. I think you're okay with that. Tyler Wells did all right. Good job. I'm not really going to go after this. Uh, Changeup is interesting. It does get a lot of whiffs generally this year, but it went one for, one thir- one for 13 in this one. Tyler Wells, I'm, it's just not enough to pull from. Um, Zach Allen, 6.1 innings, 2 and runs, 5 Ks, 5 hits, 0 walks. It's good. He's not quite where I want him to be fully with his changeup and his cutter. It's not that they didn't do well. Um, it's just not really leaned upon as these big whiff pitches and, and whatnot. And I want that to happen. So hopefully he does get there as he keeps going. And that sounds great to me as his four-seamer is really, really well-commanded. Um, Max Freed, six innings, pitch two and runs, four, it's zero walks and six cases. He earned the ace is going to ace label because he's just that good. Kerbal was really nice in this one, 60% CSW. That's awesome. Change of usage has gone up to about 10% after being an afterthought in previous years. And hey, 20% swing strike rate mark so far on the pitch. So that's pretty cool. And it's, I think, helping Freed a little bit more, um, you know, against, uh, against righties as both his slider and his curb, of course, going away from lefties. It's good to see. Uh, Jordan Montgomery against the Jays got himself a King Cole because his sinker is destroying things. Uh, and when I mean by destroying things, he's stealing them inside the zone without getting crushed. That's great. Uh, Changeup and curveball being very good in the same start while that sinker got a ton of called strikes is what made this start work. Only two in runs and five innings, though. It's not like it's you know six innings of zero runs or something like that. But against the Jays, you should be really, really happy with this. Uh, and he gets the Rangers next. You just got to keep believing in that sinker. It's the second straight start, we've seen that. Uh, Stripling was on the other side. Only won four innings. I don't really think he brings enough to the table. He does get the Guardians. Uh, that could work. Only 63 pitches in this one. It's just really not something I want to chase, though. Chris Bassett could be getting his aces going ace label soon. Three in runs and seven innings. Six hits, one walk, and eight strikeouts. He looked great. He had a solo shot. Austin Riley got a little bit of trouble. And the six as well, but, I mean, I think he's just... He's essentially like your Zach Wheeler and Alcantara from last year is what it feels like. He's someone who's going to constantly go six, seven innings in a, in a league that doesn't have many workhorses. 
Uh, Marco Gonzalez, after two great starts and then leaving the game with a comebacker in the first, he went against the Astros, six innings, three and runs, and 10 base runners and two strikeouts for a VVPQS. You know, whatever. He's he's a Toby for quality start leagues. Patrick Sandoval also had a VPQS against the White Sox, who are notorious lefty mashers. And I will say this, from yesterday, got a lot of pushback about dropping Patrick Sandoval down. And I think it was because the, this start was going on at the same time. Um, and I, I, I essentially had confirmation of the concerns that I had of Sandoval. And what that is, is hyper-reliant on those slider, sorry, those change-up whiffs. Slider and fastball are not commanded well enough that it's going to be more cherry bomb-esque than it is going to be a string of dominance. And I think the star kind of did that a bit. It, the fastball wasn't great. The slider command wasn't great. And it just was like, ah, you know. And I think that's why I dropped him. In retrospect, I would probably raise him back up. I'm not really waiting. The possibility of all that clicking and the fact that uh, the the changeup can is still earning a ton of whiffs. So keep that in mind. If I could do it over again, I'd push him back in the other tier about three, four spots higher. But really, it's not a major difference. But... I understand why everyone was a little upset about that. Pablo Lopez just ran into some bad luck, and that's just kind of what happens here. And a gal was pulled with 18 whiffs. And it's pretty cool for Lopez, uh, who asked about earning one and hopefully earning one back in 2020, um, did so again. It's pretty cool. It's just cruel that it came with foreign runs, but just how the game went on, and he's totally fine. Don't think about it. And Dalton Jeffries, you do not touch him. All right, let's look at today's starters tomorrow and on Thursday. Um, looking forward to today. Brandon Woodruff, Rodon, Manoa, Rogers, Urias, Wright, Joe Ryan. You're starting all of these guys. You don't need me. And it probably starts here. Tyler Molly is, in fact, starting today against Milwaukee. So get him in your life. It's in Milwaukee. So it's not the home road splits that are negative. It's a good one. And it's the Brewers. You just do it. Um, he's had a rough schedule. And really, really just start Tyler Molly. Michael Kopech going against the Cubs, I think, is totally fine. I know I've had some concern about Kopech lately, about his fastballs being under 95 and... Uh, hyper-reliance on them, but it's against the Cubs. I think that should be fine. And Noah Syndergaard against Boston, it, it's been a weird start to the year, but Boston isn't doing that well, and you just keep starting Syndergaard right now. And the questionable starts here. This is interesting. Uh, Charlie Morton, what are you going to do with him? I, I'm a little worried that his curveball is losing horizontal movement, and that might be part of the struggles. I didn't pick it up until yesterday, but the fastball velocity is still good. And the Mets, we don't really know... I. Uh, we don't really know what the Mets are going to do in a given night. So I understand if you don't want to start Charlie Morton, but if I had to be a betting man, I would be saying that Morton does figure this out before May ends. I just don't know if it's today or not. Mike Clevenger returns from the IL. He goes against the Guardians. It's a still ill. We don't really know where he's at. I think it's 80 pitches or so, but you kind of want to see one start from Clevenger, right? So I totally understand not starting if you want, but I mean, honestly, wherever I have Clevenger, I'm just going to let him fly. Uh, Bruce Zimmerman against the Twins is the stream pick of the day. There are a couple guys you could go with. You could go with Dakota Hudson against the Royals instead. Um, you could do maybe Paul Black. But actually, I think Paul Black would have been taken, but like Chris Flexen against Houston or Brad Keller against the Cardinals or even Ryan Yarbrough against the Athletics. But I'm going to go with Bruce Zimmerman because the changeup is that good. The slider has been really nice in the last two starts as well. And I'm not too intimidated by the Twins. I understand if you want to go with Dakota Hudson and that defense behind him instead. Uh, and with Ryan Yarbrough, just be careful because he only went 2.2 innings in his last uh, rehab appearance. So we don't really know how many pitches that is, but it might not return five full innings against the Athletics. 
Uh, other options, uh, I mean, you have Jameson Tino against the Jays, but I really don't want to start him for that. And he gets him again later on this week. So pretty much for neither of them do I want to start Tyler and then I'd move on to other things. Christian Javier against the Mariners is interesting. I'm curious how that is going to go. But we really haven't seen Christian Javier do the thing yet. And the Mariners are really good. So be careful there. Carlos Carrasco gets Atlanta after a blow-up start last time. We haven't seen the change of a slider really show up for Carrasco this year. So be careful there. Uh, Herman Marquez, do whatever you want. And the other guys, I mean, they're all just Tobies. Ranger Suarez against the Rangers, bad matchup. Blackburn against the Rays, bad matchup. Flexing against the Astros, bad matchup. You know, do do whatever you want with those guys. I really don't want to chase this stuff. And then do not start to your Michael Pineda. Some people might want to do that against the Pirates, but he's running on fumes. I mean, it's not the old Michael Pineda, and this just feels like not enough for the squeeze. Glenn Otto is interesting. It might be John Gray, though. And either way, I'm not starting them against the Phillies. It's, it's that simple there. Uh, John Gray could be coming back from the IL uh, today. That's the word. But I want to see him dominate once before I really feel good about it. And everybody else, I mean, David Peterson could pull it off against Atlanta in this doubleheader today. But don't really want to do that. Michael Waka is on a good roll. It's the Angels. It, all this just is not what you want to do. Uh, looking forward to tomorrow. You have Freddy Peralta, Lucas Giolito, Justin Verlander, Frankie Montes, Zach Wheeler, Shoei Otani, Tarek Skubal, and Tyler McGill. There is a chance that Otani is not starting. It is a groin injury. We don't really know yet, but if he is starting, you're going against the, the Red Sox, and yes, you are doing that. Tyler McGill, amazing. You're doing that. I mean, pretty much everyone here you're cool with. Tarek Skubal against the Pirates, so that's good. Zach Wheeler against the Rangers. I understand some hesitation, but you're just going to do that. And the probably starts here. It's very interesting. You have two guys who are... Would be in an auto start if they had good matchups. That's Nestor Cortez Jr. and Alex Wood. But Cortez gets the Jays and Wood gets the Dodgers. I think I'm still starting both if I have them. But I understand if you want to push them into the questionable start tier. Um, Mackenzie Gore is going against the Guardians. And I was tempted to even put him at 9. Because he's been that good. This might be the last start we see from Gore. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but I think I am starting him. And Kyle Bradish is my stream pick of the day against the Twins. I think he's a better call than Zimmerman. He is... A, a, a Toby with some upside to him. I think he has four pitches that he throws well. Three secondaries that could all earn whiffs. We didn't really see quite click against the Rays. His fastball was a little bit harder than I would like. But I think you should be pretty safe starting him against the Twins. I think this is a start where you you pick him up, you start him, and then take it from there. And the questionable starts here, I'm leading with Ian Anderson against the Mets because what are we going to see from Ian Anderson? Eliezer Hernandez will be the backup streamer if you don't want to go with Kyle Bradish. You can go with Eliezer against the Diamondbacks. Eliezer has a good slider, and that could work really well against the Snacks. Uh, Madison Bumgarner's on the other side of that. I don't think he's a streamer. I think it's under. he's around like 29% rostered. But against Miami. He's been throwing 91 miles per hour. That could be pretty good. Corey Kluber is going against the Athletics. That could work out. Same with Adam Wainwright against the Royals, though Wainwright really hasn't been this, the man we wanted to be thus far. Cal Quantrill is going against the Padres. He's the Toby. That could easily work. Um, Kyle Hendricks is going against the, the White Sox. And this is really the start of the second half of this questionable start tier being the more risk-reward heavy, um, where Hendricks is a cherry bomb and the White Sox are bad against right-handers. But yeah, Hendricks has done poorly against bad teams. So we'll see what happens. Matt Brash and Garrett Whitlock, both these young guys that we are just, we don't really know what we're going to see. Matt Brash has been performing really poorly in the last three starts and you don't want to do it against Houston, right? Well, Brash could show up for like seven or eight strikeouts and dominate. I'm not going to rule out that possibility here. Uh, it's not set in stone that Brash is just done with his command. No, we've seen him do well with it. So I'm curious what we are going to get here. And this might be the make or break start. If you have Brash and he doesn't do well here, yeah, 
okay, it's time. If you want to put him on your bench as a stash play, I mean, all these guys I'm not starting um, at the bottom here for the most part. But I understand scenarios where you would. Garrett Whitlock against the Angels. We don't know how many pitches he's going to go, but he does seem like he's a good starter. He's in that rotation now. You might want to consider it against the Angels. Uh, Dylan Bundy against the Orioles. He just blew up last time out, but it could work. Um, and Tony Gonsolin against the Giants. I don't trust the slider to do well enough. And the Giants are good. And also the appreciated velocity of Gonsolin. It's just not fun. But then you do not start here. I mean, really, I could have done this do not start here starting with Matt Brash. Just so we're clear. If you want to do that, then fine. Um, Austin Gomber against the Nationals. I really like Austin Gomber on the road, but this isn't on the road. So I don't want to do that. Jose Quintana just won a golden goal. Uh, and he goes against the Tigers, but that felt like a birthday party. That just happens once a year and we celebrate. Martin Perez is on an actually decent roll, but it's against the Phillies. The Phillies are a good offense. I don't want to do that. And Yusei Kikuchi, Patrick Corbin. Corbin's in cores. Yusei Kikuchi against the Yankees, and then Bubich and Gutierrez don't care at all. All right, looking forward to Thursday. I'm going to go team by team because I haven't made my rankings for those starts quite yet. Uh, Spencer Watkins against the Twins. No, thank you. Rich Hill against the Angels. I could be split with Tanner Houck. So maybe there's a there's a sneaky Hauk hold to be made here if Hill goes four innings and then Hauk shows up. But that means the the Angels have to be losing and the Red Sox have to be winning for Hauk to get that win. Shane McClan against the Mariners. Oh, let's go. Have you had your uh have you gotten your McClan fan shirts yet? I have mine in the mail and I can't wait to wear it. Uh Jose Barrios uh going against the Guardians. Uh yeah, that's a start. Aaron Savali, no thank you. And against the Jays, absolutely not. Um Elvin Rodriguez. For the Tigers, no no thanks. Uh, Chris Archer against the uh, Orioles. I'm not doing that one. I'm just not seeing enough from Archer right now. Jose Arquiti against the Tigers. I think you're okay doing that one. I think he'll be at the bottom of probable start because I think Arquiti just does enough with his stuff to make this one work. Reed Demers against the Red Sox. There are worse starts you can find um, as the Red Sox are not the strongest, uh, strongest offense. But Demers is going to have a slider in this one. I hope so. I hope this is the start we get excited about it. Robbie Ray threw a tick harder last time out, and maybe he continues that trend as he's only a tick away from last year's velocity now. I think uh, Robbie Ray is gonna is on the upswing, and that's a very good thing. Um, Jesus Lazardo against the Padres. You are going to start him because he's Lazardo right now, and you just do that. Tom and Walker against the Phillies. It's kind of interesting. His velocity was back up to 94 last time, and I'd be inclined to consider this. I don't know if it's going to be the end of the questionable start or the beginning of do not start. I feel like we need to see like Tywan Walker dominate and then feel good about it, especially against the, the Phillies. Aaron Nola's on the other side. You're starting Aaron Nola. Aaron Sanchez goes to Coors. Oh boy. No, thank you. Milwaukee is going to be hosting Hunter Green. And I think even at 97, 98, Hunter Green can be good. He's not quite there yet, right? It's 96, 97. I think it's going to be ramping up for Hunter Green. I, I'm, I'm cool with this. I uh, it's probably going to be questionable start. Adrian Hauser is going to be hosting the the Reds. That might be the stream pick of the day. Um, he'll be in the questionable start too, but it's the Reds. Uh, Miles Michaelis is rostered everywhere by now, and this might be the bad one against the Giants. But you will get Baltimore later uh, next week. So if you don't want to start him for that, fair enough. But I think you just kind of do it at this point. Sensatella will be hosting the Nationals, and who knows and who cares? Nick Martinez is going against the Marlins. Uh, and, and Logan Webb is going against Carlos. So this will be the last one we talk about. Obviously, that's the start. But Nick Martinez against the Marlins, I feel like this is a make or break. It could also just be this conjecture of everybody removed from the Padres. It, it's pretty funny to me. The whole Nick Martinez, Mackenzie Gore situation where the, the Padres have five locked-in starters with Blake Snell potentially returning 
uh, later this next week, right? You have Snell, Clevenger, Musgrove, Manaya, and Darvish. So those are five. And then Gore has coming has come up in the meantime, looked really good. While Nick Martinez did great things against the Giants, had two really rough starts against the uh, against Atlanta and against the Dodgers. I mean, two tough opponents. Did well, five innings of two and runs against the Reds. And at this point, everyone is shouting, Nick Martinez gets moved to long relief, Gore six in the rotation, all of this stuff. And the Padres haven't said anything about this. Like, they have not done anything to suggest this is what they're going to do. Yet, I can't help but listen to all these emotions going off everywhere that if Nick Martinez is really poorly here, that they'll be pushing Gore to stick in the rotation. And there are three reasons why I don't think that's going to happen. One, Nick Martinez uh, is showcased that he can give innings to the Padres. And after last year's questionable starting pitching depth, they're going to take advantage of every single bullet that they can get from their pitching staff, which would include Nick Martinez in the rotation. Two, Mackenzie Gore, you want to depress the innings of Mackenzie Gore. You don't want to just have him start the entire year. They want to ramp him up. He's a young starter. They don't want to overthrow him. The perfect way to do that is to send him back to the minors, right? And the third thing is that Nick Martinez isn't so bad. Stop acting like Martinez is really, really bad. He's not bad. (laughs) Now, I totally get if the Marlins are crush Nick Martinez, it might force the hand. But if we're seeing like a six innings, three and run game or something from Nick Martinez, maybe 5.2 of three and runs, I still think he's going to be in the rotation instead of Gore. I, I just, I can't, I can't think that's going to happen. It just doesn't make sense in my mind. But look, am I going to have Hauser or Martinez as the streaming pick of the day? I feel like everyone's so upset at me about Nick Martinez that they won't listen to that. <laughs> Like, my gut says Nick Martinez ahead of Adrian Hauser, but whatever. Adrian Hauser against the Reds is just kind of easy money against the Reds. So, fine, I'll put Adrian Hauser as my stream pick of the day tomorrow or for Thursday. But can anyone send me a quote that is actually suggesting that the Padres are going to keep or going to send Nick Martinez the long relief? I mean, I'll, I'll be very happy to throw up my hands and say, look, guys, I was wrong about this. Completely wrong. Am I saying that Nick Martinez should be rostered in all of your leagues? No. I think we've, we've moved past that already. I But I don't know. Like, Nick Martinez is not as bad as everyone likes to say he is. <laughs> it's not because of his name. All right? It's not because his name is Martinez. Just kidding. But, yeah, that, that's the Nick Martinez rant for yet another. I'm sure you've heard that like 20 million times. I'm so sorry. But, all right, that is going to do it for today's podcast, though. So, Thank you all so much for supporting the site. Uh, check out the morning stream, of course, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. So you can ask all the questions that you have. Well, that's going to do it for today. So my name is Nick Pollock. And may your babips be low and your strikeouts high. Kohler Smart Toilets introduce a new standard of design and cleanliness, sculptural forms, intuitive technology, and total personalization with integrated warm water cleansing, heated seats, and warm air dryers. For peace of mind and convenience, there are touchless lids, seats, flush, and a self-sanitizing bidet wand. Now you can even use voice commands with Numi 2.0, featuring built-in Amazon Alexa. Explore the complete lineup at Kohler.com smarttoilets and discover what you've been missing.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you travel for work, you know to pack two suits. Business and swim. You know with your Delta Sky Miles Business Amex card, buying that plane ticket for a business trip can get you closer to medallion status. You know that a meeting in Montana means visiting almost every national park. Yellowstone? Check. Because you're the chief excursion officer. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know business. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.